I'm trying to remember how old I was when I first started doing these with you guys. 2005. So, nine years ago? I was like 20 or 21? No, it was nine years hey, ago. Hey, we didn't think we were going to have a 10-year anniversary. It looks like we are going to have a 10-year anniversary. That's insane. This week on JK Rowling is insistent that Pottercast never ends. Good lordy. <laughs> Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Rack. Welcome back. There is nothing in my life that I've been doing since that age. Hey, have we talked about the play yet? Play. Play. No, we haven't talked about the play. There's so many things that have happened. There's so many things. There's more has happened in Harry Potter this year, I think, than any year since 07. Probably. It's true. Well, let's talk about it. We're back. It's another we podcast. What? <laughs> Anymore. Let's just come up with names for the episodes rather than numbers. This can be called. Can we like, do like films. Friends, John, the ones with John? Don't they always have names in addition to? I guess those are titles. Though. Like it's just <laughs> one word. What's the difference between a name and a title? They could be named after Potter characters. Filch. Yeah, Filch <laughs> or Plank. Pottercast McGonagall. Okay. PC Plank. Well, this one's going to be called Pottercast Voldemort because it is the podcast that refuses to die. Oh. 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 See what you did there. Snappy snap. You see what I did there. I saw it. Let's do it. So what are, What in the world are we all talking about? There's so many things. What? There's so much. We're going to get it down to a couple of a couple of key things. But because we keep forgetting that not everybody is a longtime podcast listener, let's introduce ourselves. Oh, good call. Yeah. I'm Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hello. I'm, Who are you? I'm John. I am Frack. And we are your podcast trio. We've been doing this for, oh, 18,000 years now. Talking about all the Harry Potter things, we try to keep to end the show. And then we end the show and we say, but we'll be back if J.K. Rowling does something huge. And never fails. Within a week, she does something huge. She's um, done a quite a few love- huge things since the last we've talked, She's- hasn't she? She has. We joke, but we love... Uh, we love oh, yeah. Any excuse so to have something legitimate to talk about. Yeah. We ended the show because there wasn't stuff, and then it was like, "Oh, hey, just kidding." Well, let's talk <laughs> here's about all the stuff. Here's one of the old, the, one of the oldest things, at least since we've done this last. Is uh, Melissa just mentioned a second ago? Um, there's going to be a Harry Potter play, like like a musical, yes. like with Darren Chris and the whole gang. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> right? no. Wait, Isn't where is this going to take works? place? No. Is this a Broadway thing? London. Oh, no, London, London. Okay. West End. Well, I say West End because kind of all the big shows in London are West End, but it's just all they say is London, but it's going to be in the West End. I mean, is there like an off West End, like an off Broadway? (laughs) No, there's there's West End and not West End. Like the east side of the West End? (laughs) East End. (laughs) Um, Now, is Daniel Radcliffe going to be Harry? Always. This is Harry. This, no, (laughs) this show is about Harry before 
he fa- this is actual Harry Potter canon before he finds out he's magical. So it's going to be multiple Harrys um, going through his ages, or is it going to be one Harry? Oh, you know what, Frack? That's an amazing That's question. That's a beautiful question. I would have never even I occurred to me that, that it would have been like early years up to 11-year-old Harry. I hope it is. I would love it to get a baby. Like the Dursleys would obviously be like the same actors. I just figured it would be like ages like 8 to 11 or something. There could be one actor, but I didn't realize, I didn't think about the fact that it could be multiple Harrys in one show. Now, is it going to be like one show is like Harry when he's like three years old and then it's going to be a whole other show when he's like four years old and then they'll do like Okay, let's go back to the, let's go back to them. just, let's, okay. So the news is that J.K. Rowling is working with a playwright. The playwright hasn't even been chosen yet, but some producers came to her with a concept that she really liked. These producers are responsible for like Book of Mormon and some other big, big shows. Um, they came to her with a concept that she kind of got on board with and they're choosing a playwright. This hasn't even been written yet. She will work with them uh, to get the story right. And it's about Harry's pre-magical years with the Dursleys. So it's... Uh, um, she's going to be a busy little bee writing a play, writing a movie. What's going on? Have we even talked about Fantastic Beasts? On I podcast? think we have, right? Uh, I don't. We did. Oh yeah, we did. I yeah, we hello. Did. We did. Uh, so yeah, so but she's not writing it. She's just like kind of assisting. I guess she's going to get drafts in, and she will edit those and or, or whatever. However they do it. And so so yeah, so we don't know exactly what form it's going to take. So there's going to be a new Harry, or maybe now as Frax says, multiple new Harrys. It'll go uh, to the London stage. I'm sure if it's successful in London, it's going to end up in New York. Yeah. Now, normally, like on stage, like they have girls play young boy characters, right? Not normally, just in olden, olden, olden times. Oh, so we're not going to no, have like. And actually, you Potter. have that reverse. They usually had boys play girls. Why? Because back. Well, that was way the back day, then, but like Peter Pan was that. a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but that's because. I don't know why that was because actually did Peter actually why was that is because Peter Pan had to look ageless yeah well, yeah I was supposed to look young and it was and easier like, to have a, a uh, probably a, a childlike woman play it than like a, an actual child yeah because probably just labor laws yeah they say they say the worst thing to work with in the theater is children and dogs Aww. So, children and dogs children and animals are dogs in children plays very much well Annie oh, oh that's right yeah I've never seen Annie. Ross, when you imagine Phoebe on the street, do you imagine her surrounded by the entire cast of Annie? <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite jokes on Friends. Oh, I forgot how, how much you know. Friends. Keep your mitts off my grub. So I was watching an episode of Jeopardy, Frankie, and it was like a Champions episode, and there was an episode that basically just asked which characters were brother and sister on Friends, and none of them got it. I was like, Frank, what? Frankie would be scandalized right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I would never get to the point to be on Jeopardy on that level. Just shows you what kind of what kind of information you skip over on your way to becoming a Jeopardy champion is <laughs> watching Friends. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no. How dare you not? How dare watch you friends. not watch Friends? Anyway, um, so, so, so yeah, it sounds like this is gonna. Do you guys think that there is a, a, a worthwhile story there, Harry at the Dursley? Absolutely not. I think it's gonna be boring as hell. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's gonna be super fun because like in my head, I would love it to be like it would start with the baby being dropped off, and then just like some, even if the opening opening song or sequence, whatever the right term is, um, we don't know if it'll be for uh, for the opening number 
could be a montage of like a baby hair growing up to like the Harry that's going to be in it the, mo- the majority of the play. But I would just <laughs> I love want, to like, see them like worth of him scalding, like scalding and all of a sudden something happens, cutting his hair and then him walking off stage and walking backstage with like a big wig or something. But do you I don't know, think some that fun stuff. a whole show, first of all, we don't know if it's musical or not. It could be just a play. But yeah. do you know, We do you think that it's it's possible to have an entire show go on where Harry never knows that he's magical? And what's the I think ending so, because there? Because we're going to know. Finds out? Is that a big happy ending? Like Hagrid shows up and then like curtains come down. Oh, uh, what would be cool is that f- the the first letter falls in. Oh, and the he gets a letter and he's all like, oh, yeah. I got a letter. And then whoosh, close or something I'm like that. so fascinated with how they made something <laughs> in such a strong concept that J.K. Rowling said, yeah, that's I want to do that. Yeah, because I'm going to say seems- that's that's what I... I, I I can like bank on the fact that she's like okay with it. I'm like okay, it's gonna have to be something, right? Well, what kills me is that as this is all happening in this timeline, all this incredibly like hugely more interesting things are happening with his parents and uh, his parents are dead. Well, not his parents, but like you know, like the Marauders and all these things. <laughs> well, I bet no, what's happening to all... them is very interesting, though, Frankie. <laughs> no, like I mean. <laughs> Come on. Well, but actually, no, but I mean, John like, brings up an interesting point. Just because this is Harry's early years doesn't mean that we only spend time with Harry. What if we do spend time in the magical world without Harry? Oh, that's that interesting. Would be, that would be really cool. But it is like they talk about it being like a quiet for ten years. Like it was this, like it was quiet for ten years. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but then so we see all the memories of the trials and the, and we hear about all the politics that went on in between. So there was stuff going on. In the magical there had world. to have been like parades and everything else, like celebrating this. Well, that, that's actually part of the back history of it too, of him like people greeting him and like, and he doesn't get it. What killed me about the story is that like everybody in the Wizarding World is told that someone has survived the killing curse and that there's this boy who lived and Voldemort's dead, but then Harry just is gone. He's with the Dursleys, so you have the whole magical world just scratching their heads. They're like. Like, why do we even believe them when they say that someone survived? Because yeah. we never actually saw any proof of this. It's like, true. It's such a huge thing. No one's ever survived the killing curse. But but yet, you know, someone did. But no, you can't see him. And just take my word for it because he, he survived. But Well, I mean, there's we probably some people like, like the people saw him out because people would like shake his hand. People would talk to him and then just disappear. Weird dressed people. Yeah, so, so people knew that he like was Hagrid, there. Wasn't Hagrid the one that picked him up mm-hmm. from like the rubble? Yeah, and people were, yeah. were, and, were and then he swarming around. Took him immediately to. But people were swarming around. Dursleys. Um, people saw him. People. No, no, I'm talking about when he's a child. There talks about like people when he's like going to the store. People would greet him and top his, pick, pick the hat to him, shake his hand, and then that one t- that one guy in the leaky cauldron like freaks out, like oh, you hear that? Harry Potter remembered me. He remembered me. Like. So like people would seek him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And probably his his story kind of is one of those like gets compounded and people start believing that, you know, he has all these powers and a myth grows around him as we know because when people met him they had a lot there was a lot of stories about him being a dark wizard and that's how he survived and all things like that. Yeah. 
See, if Dumbledore was really curious or interested in protecting Harry's like identity, he would have had an a, like a second baby and raised that baby as Harry Potter in like the actual like magical world. So no one would even think to go look for the other actual Harry was, in you know, the the, the Germino charm. Was Dumbledore actually interested in that though? <laughs> what in protecting in Harry? Protecting Harry, yeah, but in hiding his identity, he is who he is. But I'm saying that would be in the met in the way of protecting him from you know other people seeking. Oh, are you him being serious? You're being silly. Him, he was protected. Hide him in plain sight. He was. I thought protected. you were being silly, John. No, I'm totally no. serious. They could have had. They could have a second Harry and just say that one's Harry. But he's they not. Did, they so did that in the basic, seventh book. We had seven he's of them. Not, yeah, it didn't he's work not. Yeah, well. It's not that he can't be seen. He's not afraid of him being seen. He's afraid of him being harmed, and we know that he was protected from that. And he was can't. protected mainly from like Voldemort. The Deputies. Justin Bieber effect, uh, exactly. Of the sense that, like, he was he wasn't raised thinking he's this amazing yeah. special thing. He uh, was raised so up Harry being normal. Didn't end up peeing in a bucket and well, screaming, "Bill Clinton!" Or what, no. what happened? Did he say? F-E-Bill there was Clinton? that time though when he was ten, when he was ten, and he had his friend shut down that highway so he could go like drag racing for a little while on his broom, on his Ford Anglia. Broom racing. Weasley car. But they actually... <laughs> not enough Not enough cars. I guess he actually did steal a car when he was 12. He did. He's, he is uh, quite the rebellious preteen. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we, it's all very early stages, but they have already made an announcement before having a script, which I think is actually kind of odd. But I don't, know, I don't know how I feel. I'm conflicted. I trust Joe if she thinks it's a good concept, but until we see that play... Oh. I don't know. I think it, it has a lot of room for some a very dry and humorous play because like Petunia and Vernon are going to know. You know what I mean? Like they know and the audience is going to know. And so we're going to watch stuff happen that Harry doesn't realize what he's doing if when they have the magical parts on it. And so it's going to be like, you know what I mean? It's just going to be fun. Like we're in the know and he's not and I am happy about one thing is that I've always kind of thought that Harry's personality is completely unrealistic. If you were to consider him having a childhood that he was completely, you know, shoved in a closet, made to be subservient and just overall unloved by this adopted family. And so for him to grow up to be the kind of person that he does and to, you know, want friendship and to be kind and to be selfless and all of these things that you would think you know, isn't a trait that a normal person would walk away from that kind of childhood with. Like how, like I would, I would expect to observe in this story, in this play, to see something that would explain at what point he was taught or nurtured in that direction to be that kind of person. Well, Harry, I don't know. Like Harry's not a pushover either. Like in the books, he 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 teases Dudley. He he's not. You know, he's not like this meek little guy. He's a he's a he's a nice kid. You know, like. But wouldn't you hate the world if you were like realistically in his situation, like your family? No, because if that's all he's known, he you. doesn't. You're like a Cinderella well, character. And he also had a. But I mean, having to clean up after him. But he doesn't. He has nothing to compare it to. He doesn't know. He doesn't have this stuff yet. Right. Like he. So I but was. This is gonna get. He's gonna get things. Deep faster than I wanted to, but like I listened to this podcast about these Romanian orphans who were raised in cages. Like they didn't even know what a window was. Mm. 
Like they just, they just, they didn't, they, they knew what a window was, but they didn't, they didn't understand the concept. There was something outside of it because their life consisted of them staying in this little cage, getting food, going to the bathroom and going back to the little cage. And so like they never challenged it. Yeah. It was something they didn't even realize. Well, Harry though, he's also born with certain traits. Like, you know, of course his kindness and his, you know, his certain, certain traits of his were meant to believe were born or instilled in his first year. Um, that's true. Yeah, he had mom and he had sorry, he did have the mom and dad for the year. And those are formative. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've just came from spending time with my eight month old uh godson and I can tell you lots of lots of traits but, have already been well formed. Okay, so everybody loves your your godson, right? If you in the first year of your godson, everybody loves him, and then the second year to year ten, everybody treats him like a nuisance and like crap. But there are certain traits like, is, that he is, that first is absolute, going to... absolutely born with. There's a kindness and a curiosity and a compassion and a determination. And he can be a little snotty sometimes. That stuff he's born with. That's not, there's nothing you can do to get that out of him. I mean, is that science though? Or is that just like nice things to think about people? I mean, I have no reason to think your, your godson is going to be in any way different from how you're describing but like is it science to think you can be born it's in your genes to be compassionate and, and kind possible i mean that, i don't know well, that's a very very debate. big like, question you know we can yeah. solve yeah. it here. nature versus nurture yeah. and like i personally have a conviction that it's a blend of both yeah we should have like a like a child psychologist on the show to talk about like this play we should that'd be fascinating i'm sure if you're listening and any of you are in any of any background in child psychology or early child development or anything like that staff at podcast.com staff at podcast.com raise the bar a little okay, bit okay well we've done like 20 minutes on play now <laughs> oh, good, Jiminy, good cricket. Jiminy cricket so what else is, uh, we I want to talk big about news. this park yeah exactly I was just down in Florida uh, brag about it I will I'm going down again next week actually <laughs> You are, yeah, yeah but that's for LeakyCon. Stay away. That's uh, that's different. That's a different trip. I just went on Aww. Universal had a junket where they showed some people around, and I was on set. Set. I was on the construction of the Diagon Alley uh, part. Man, guys, it's special. I want to go through it bit by bit. All right, so <laughs> it's across from Krusty Land and Universal. <laughs> Okay. So <laughs> you're Simpsons literally Park? yeah, so you're literally standing on the water and you're across from yeah. Krusty Land. It's easy to forget when you turn to the left and you see a little London. And it's gonna look like a kind of squished down London and a little embankment. If you've ever been to London, you go down to the water's edge on a Sunday and everybody's walking down the down uh, along the Thames and the embankment. It's really beautiful. But what they've done is build almost to scale. King everything's to scale except for King's Cross. King's Cross is a little bit below scale, but there is a um Wyndham Theater, there's Grimmauld Place, there's uh, the the, the tube station that Harry that Harry Potter comes out of. There's, there's five major buildings in Harry's world that are all lined up next to each other as though they're next to each other. And if you've been to London, you know that there's, <laughs> of course, they're not. But it is a nice, beautiful street, and they are to scale. They're building full models of these things. Wow! And this. When the park is done, and I don't know if this will stay this way after it's open, but when the park is done, the entrance to Diagon Alley through Muggle London is not going to be pointed to at all. They're just like in the books, muggles walk right by the entrance 
They're going to lengths to hide the entrance of Diagon Alley. Honestly? I swear. That's what they claim. That is awesome. It better stay that way. It's pretty great, right? And so when we walked through, you have to kind of like twist around a little bit. They, They claim there will be no sign, no arrow, no pointers. You either find your way into Diagon Alley or you do not, which is pretty great and let's hope that they keep it that way um the we we saw the outline for what will eventually be the brick moving mechanism whatever that is that gets you through the park it looks like do you know how comic book characters when they go pow they have like a pointy kind of yeah yeah it looks like that just huge was the outline so i don't know what kind of mechanism is going to happen like how huge like, like is it i'd say like the length of your I'd body say like eight is feet it... across and 12 feet up Oh, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? You know, Say this again. You know What's in eight a comic book when, when, when a character... No, I understand the shape, but what does it represent? It was just a hole. So they, they said that that's a marker for what, what's going to happen there, which 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 will be the brick-moving like mechanism. The... Yeah. Uh, They're really going to bother with making the bricks move. I guess. I mean, I don't know how Is this gonna... door going to be open all the that's, time? That's the thing. How is this going to work when people are going to be going in and out of it all the time so i don't know yeah king's cross actually true. king's cross it's going to be a f- the functioning station you're going to go to king's cross to get on the train to go to hogsmeade the other side and it's about i don't know if it's about i think it's about a mile trip actually so, or some something like that and they claim that there's a lot of different variations well they have a claim this is actually rumor but that there's a lot of different variations of what's going to happen the experience of being on the train there's a whole. It's, it's a ride. It's basically a ride. Something's going to happen on the train. I've heard rumors of a Dementor attack. I've heard. Oh, a Dementor attack! Yeah, I don't. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff flurrying around about what's going to happen on the, the train. Ford Anglia. I'm super curious about this because, so, like, yeah, this is this. I've seen the track from above, and the track just makes like a bunch of like S shapes, just going back and forth and back. Then and that forth. would make the mile make sense. Yeah, because it's really not too far a distance between these two parts. So what if they're building, so it, like, the scenery around you so that what you see out the window, or at least on the train, the scenery is Scottish, you know? Yeah, so that, that'll look pretty and all. Because I was, I was just there over Christmas, and I rode the, the Dragon roller coaster, and, you know, it goes fast as hell, but I, w- I kept turning my head around, and I could see the Hogwarts Express between the two parks. I couldn't see much of the track or anything but uh you can you can see um you you can see it from from a a shot i saw online uh, from from above and i i would imagine that there it's a combination of some either some sort of like projection sort of thing where there's going to be like film elements like you would have uh you know in the um the uh, the other hogwarts uh uh, ride that that's already there how they whip you around mm-hmm. and you see like a big projection screen yeah. or whatever maybe that's just outside of the the train windows or something but like star tours um has after they just redid it here like a couple of years ago there's i think you know 30 some odd different combinations of possible ride experiences well, you can have from the rumor is and i think this is a little bit much the rumor is 400 for the Hogwarts Express. 400. I think that's what? a little bit... Well, see, that adds up. Yeah. So if you have like five scenes and there's like five oh, combinations yeah. for each one, yeah, then... I guess so. You know, five times five times five times five. I guess maybe they're doing it by car. So if there's 12 cars on the train, maybe different things happen in each car. 
you know. But yeah, you have to have a two-park pass in order to ride the train. And, oh, you, yeah. you know, you dock at Hogsmeade and you and you get out at King's Cross and you literally... the King's Cross is the first station of the line... Uh, is the first building of the line of buildings in Muggle London. And so you come out of the station and you get out of Platform 9 and 3 quarters, you're in King's Cross, you come on to London and then you go into Diagon Alley through, you know, Charing Cross Road or whatever it is. And when you uh, walk through, right to your left is the Leaky Cauldron. Which, nice. as you might imagine, was a highlight That's of my so experience. Cool. I mean, the Leaky Cauldron is huge. Huge. Compared to Three Moves? Okay. Yes, it's huge. Huge in the sense of how how wide of a building facade it is, but when they were building it, they explained that um, their method of building it is that back in the day that they were supposed to have built this Leaky Cauldron... The beams of the construction would only be as wide as a tree trunk was or however long they could find a beam. So there's no steel beams. There's no artificial beams. So they did the same with this. Whatever found wood well, that's cool. they could make, it, that's how that determined the, 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 the width of the certain. So it's going to be very kind of have that, that cloistered, you know, feel. Um, to your right is the, the, the uh, Wiseacres Wizarding Supplies that's going to have um, all the, the Hogwarts equipment. You have the Weasley Wizarding Weezes. I mean, it was all very facade We still haven't seen a lot of things. Right next to the Leaky Cauldron is uh, Nocturne Alley. What's, what was interesting to me going through this is that unlike a lot of other what they call lateral fiction experiences where it's not exactly the books, it's you know the park or the movie or this or that, They've they've allowed a significant change in how the shops are ordered. So, for instance, oh. in the book, Diagon Alley, uh, the Daily Profit offices are very specifically mentioned to be a top, a top something else. They're just a top, another thing. You can't enter the Diagon Alley offices from the ground. They're just like a, a high level apart. There's actual Diagon Alley, uh, uh, Diagon Alley Dr- Daily Profit offices. That's like a building. You know what I mean? Um, uh, there's uh, something. Uh, Florian Fortescue's is in a different place than than previously mentioned. Oh, there's going to be ice cream. Oh, there? they're going to do the strawberry and peanut butter ice cream as mentioned in book two. Oh, uh, that stuff. Have you had that before? Uh, no. That's so. I've cool. had it somewhere. Strawberry, like peanut butter. It was like peanut butter and jelly ice cream. It's so good. And they're working on warm butter beer. There's a prototype out. Oh, finally, warm butter beer. Yeah. So, th- oh, and Ollivanders, the real Ollivanders in the book. Diagon Alley, and I've studied this extensively, Diagon Alley goes to the end and turns, and at the very, very far end of the lane is a very old, small, cramped, shabby shop that looks like the entire street was built around it, and that's Ollivander's. Here, Ollivander's is, like, on the right, the third shop when you walk in, and it's huge and glossy and big and new. So, clearly, departing from the fiction, clearly responding to demands based on the Hogsmeade side of the park because we've all seen the line snaking around and around things. Oh God, yeah, that's the worst line in the it's whole the worst. place. Yeah, it's just the worst. Uh, I've only done it one time in all of my trips there because the line's always so stupid. Yeah, and the like Gringotts, for instance, is a little ways up. It's not it in the books. There's like this fleet flight of white steps that Hermione kind of runs down. It's more the movie Gringotts where it's a little bit kind of like sideways and it has the dragon, the, uh, the fire of breathing dragons on the top and it's going to actually breathe fire uh, 
frequently. That's so cool. So the Gringotts ride, which I don't know about you guys, but the first time I ever read the books, I thought about how amazing that would be to ride as a roller coaster. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. And true. so now it's going to be a real roller coaster. And it looks like it's based on the book seven experience, which is getting out of Gringotts. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Actually, of course it is with Wait, the are dragon. Are they going to rewrite that? Because Harry is in that and Dan refused to record anything for it. So like... I wasn't aware that Dan to refused to record anything for it. Did I miss that news article? No, yeah, he's. They asked him to do it, and he's like, "I'm not putting that cape on anymore. <laughs> I'm sick of this." Well, good for him if that's where he is in life. Um, <laughs> um, I guess. Well, but like, what the hell, dude? I mean, whatever. I mean, everybody has a right to grow up and grow on and and move on. I mean, it is funny driving around Orlando, and you could just see like 16 year old. Dan Radcliffe everywhere you know, on the billboards and everything. I think about that. He'll never age in that city. As I continue to expand, <laughs> as I continue to, to to add things, at what point are these kids too old to go back to these roles? And I like know, film yeah. little bits here and there. So my bet is that for the Gringotts ride, you know, Magic Hermione, who's brilliant at everything, comes along and leads us through the... Yeah. I mean, they should just do like have done like three D scans of their entire bodies and just be able to like they did. put them in wherever they want and just you know make it all in the computer. I bet they did. And then all they'd have to do is get their voices. That's all they need. And because I wonder, like, because next year aren't we supposed to have the Wizarding World in uh, California finished? That's, mm-hmm. that's the rumor. Mm. We don't know where. I don't like live there anymore. I've seen anything about that. Yeah, it's actually been really quiet. But then again, so was Diagon Alley until suddenly it was They there. broke ground because um, there's pictures of uh, they tore down the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And so they broke ground. So they're, they're starting to build now. Mm-hmm. That's recently, though. From what, I, what I'm seeing of Diagon Alley, just looked like it's like this. It's bigger, but it's still got that closed in feel. There were towers. Like Good. That's buildings. what I was going to ask because yeah. I really love. The, the the current park and I was thinking about like it'd be nice if it was bigger just to accommodate more people but it would be a shame to dilute it with space you know what I mean because you yeah. need that claustrophobic ish feel that it has so I'm glad to hear that um it's it's definitely bigger the the buildings are very tall and they kind of blot out the the sky a bit. So you do feel like you're a little bit closed in. There's a there's a muggle rail that kind of comes into the station. It comes into Diagon Alley with the same feel that you have in the movie in book in movie three when the the train kind of rattles things. Wow. Uh, so that the idea is that the muggles don't you know they they go right by it on the underground and they never and they never are overground and they never see they never realize that they've gone right over <laughs> over Diagon Alley. Um, there's That's a cool. rumor that the night bus will feature in some way and that there's a night bus experience. And some one of the journalists asked if that night bus experience involved a shrunken head, and the answer was yes. So Alfonso yeah, Pons. Yeah, I've heard yeah, about that. I heard, about that. I heard someone auditioned for that. Auditioned? Well, they're, they're, they're having open auditions for people who can talk in Caribbean accents to uh, voice the shrunken head. That's cool. Oh, which is pretty funny. I mean, they're casting people who can talk in English accents too, to be just kind of like roaming people. But uh, I thought that was funny that they're going to have like the head be like a character like that. 
It kind of reminds me of a Turtle Talk with Crush <laughs> at Disney. You can ask it questions. Uh, so, um, it, I mean, it all it all looks so when is really it open? fantastic. When is it opening? Uh, they all they're saying is summer. It looks like it's not going to be ready until about May. That's from my guess. As long as it's ready by July. Yeah, by August. Hello. Like that would be really lame. Well, they they that would be very. We have been talking with Universal about our event, so hopefully it's all still on track. It would really suck if we could gun happens and they're like, nope. Sorry, we can't do it, but <laughs> they haven't expressed any backing away, so yeah. looks like we're going to be fine. I mean, at that point, everybody would just barge in just to, like... Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I <laughs> like, mean... Like, we don't care. It's done enough. It's fine. We, we don't <laughs> mind if that one piece isn't painted over there. It's done enough. Just let us in. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Let's just... Yeah. It'll be on the news. <laughs> Nerds take over Universal. Harry fans. <laughs> Try to stop. There was us. only one one thousand arrests. One thousand arrests. All the geekons canceled forever. We used oh, all the gosh. money to bail people out. Andrew Slag. More like leaky Andrew convicts. Hell. Oh. oh. Leaky go. convicts. That'd be a great T-shirt. I, I was a leaky convict. <laughs> be a terrible t-shirt have you seen these wizards <laughs> oh my god this is wonderful this is right no in this itself. is terrible we need to get we need to get uh, leaky con which will not take Jordan place in, in any here. jail starts oh. on july 30th <laughs> and will go to august 3rd uh, this summer and it's in orlando at the orlando convention center orange county convention center it's called and you can get all that information at leakycon.com which by the time this episode goes up will be new and shiny and beautiful New and shiny. And designed by Jordan and implemented by our own John Noe. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. And we're, does that, we're, up, howdy, we're howdy, announcing howdy. guests by the second, so. Oh my gosh. Is Chris Rankin going to be there? I don't know. You'll have to tune into the contact. Tune, tune in to see. Lots of stuff. Tune in to see. I heard the actress who plays uh, Mrs. Fig is going to be there. No, she called me today. She can't make it. Oh, did she? Yeah. No. Crap. John never changes. But she's sending her cats. Oh. <laughs> but she, she's going to send her cats instead. You know, I'm wondering when Leaky Khan's going to have any of the animals that were in the movies. <laughs> you can't fly appearance. them from England. When we're back in England. They're probably dead. What? You know what you should do? <laughs> Frankie. These, these animals awesome. don't animals don't live as long as humans and there were adult animals when they were filming. Like if you could get actual Hedwig the show. Oh, up, that'd be beautiful. That would be the coolest thing. I'd wait in line to get pictures. How will you of know that it's actual Hedwig and not just another snowy owl? Wait. Well, this is the beautiful uh, part. The fifty dollars you're gonna pay for the pictures, how? This is the thing, exactly. You just get animals that look close oh enough. Oh my god. And just <laughs> tell everybody that they were the ones from the movies. Just get a crow and paint it white. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be the same kind of animal. <laughs> who can tell? Some golden retriever would be like, oh, it's Fang. He just grew out his hair and we <laughs> dyed it yellow. Yeah, sure. That spell they used in the movie exactly. worked. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should write that idea down. Like, I did. Take a picture I, of I wrote the it Harry down. Potter you animal cast. You see me on Google Chat right now. Didn't you see me write it down? I wrote it down. I there you go. There, there. there you go. 
you're you're welcome for that because that's a brilliant idea very yikes okay (laughs) okay that's gold no so what else happened in in, in the park other Um, harry potter park news let's think um is there going to be like a restaurant on that side of it cauldron is a restaurant. Is there going to be? Is there? I never knew if food was served at the Leaky Cauldron. Yeah, it's a pub. Absolutely, it's a pub. There's always drinks available, but like, what kind of food? Like, it's just sausage pub? and mash. It's and like, a, like a gastro pub. It's a Leaky yeah. Cauldron. Like chicken fingers and fries. Yeah, but, but I'm sure that I'm sure they'll they'll probably call dragon fingers. Oh, Ew, that's nasty. And, and chips. Dragon fingers dragon and chips. Fingers and chip. Dragon fingers? That'd be chi- chicken fingers with like a hot sauce on them. That'd be great. But there's apparently a prototype. Ooh, I'm hungry. Guys, warm butter. If nobody is excited about this, it's being warm butterbeer. So much better than cold butterbeer. No, Me. it's going to be gross. Know. In Florida? I know, a warm butterbeer in the summer? to be warm. Yeah, that's it's how gross. it is in the books, guys. Yes, I know it is in the books, but I don't want to be drinking hot butterbeer when I'm going to be sweating well, to death in Florida in August. You don't have to drink it in is August. Is it going to be like carbonated? I don't know. They I gave out a like prototype, but I wasn't the there for that part. They like, had to go home. I'm not going like, to be there during the cold. Like a warm butter beer uh, sounds great right now because it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. But once you walk in there, Frankie, they do hold your mouth open with a funnel and force warm beer down your down your throat. Beer or butter? I mean, they are British. Butter beer, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to you have to partake in the whole experience. I would. Oh, they're going to make a new to. like alcoholic beer. You know, they sell alcohol in that park, so I don't buy know why that is not an option. Yeah, just buy some alcohol. Well, I mean, well, I mean, like, the, the, they made the Hogshead Ale, and so are they going to make, like, a like a like another like another brew for the other side of the park? I've not told us yet. They should. They should make it a stout, wondering. a dark one. Ooh, that'd be good. Like, what's does Joe have any kind of, like, uh, personal beliefs in regard to alcohol that have been publicized? Like, is she, like, an ardent sober person or does she like not care or i, I think she's I one see. for healthy consumption of alcohol it's uh uh gonna be really really fantastic to be there with you guys and we're working on renting out the entire thing for leaky con so like are you really think that you're gonna be able to do like both sides of it for the yeah. leaky con night of like a billion wizard thing you're gonna get both sides. That's gonna be crazy. that's gonna be a part of it though, because yes. people are gonna want to ride that train. Yes, that's kind of that is part like of what it. they're doing. It comes to the territory. Yep, that will be part of it. Oh my for sure. gosh! I wonder how long the lines on the train are going to be. Like, how many people can the train hold in one go? I like more than like a roller coaster. Is it one track? It's gotta be right. Yeah, I just I just hope it's there's one like there's a train going to and a train going from. Are they going to have to back it out of the station? Yeah, because everyone's going to want to do it's it. It's going to go both ways, I think. Man. That's why That's why the LeakyCon thing will be will be key, because um, it will be a night where you don't have to... I mean, there'll be a lot of people there, but it won't be anywhere near a regular day at Universal. Even if it is the same as... It's just mo- it's just much more fun. Yeah. It's a bunch of other people who are super thrilled about it. So, like, it'll be... Instead of being around two, like thousands of strangers, at least there's thousands of friends, you know. There were 2,000 of us in 2011 in one side of the park, and that was great. So there'll be more of us this time. Oh my gosh, 2,000? Yeah, we were pretty, that pretty seems like so dang many. close to 2,000. When, when we went there last, they were not letting people into the Wizarding World without having like a readmit time. 
like fast pass situation like you had to show up and go nearby like in the jurassic park land to pick up a ticket that said when you were allowed to come back into the wizarding world wow so they were just because they couldn't just keep it open because everybody would just be in there the whole time yeah. and it would just be too crowded Sweet. to move you couldn't even get around disney disney must be having some shakes over what's happening here with harry potter land because think about how many worlds they can expand this harry potter universe into think about how many people oh. get brought into being harry potter fans every single year with no sign of slowing down that's true. yeah this is probably the first thing that's that's ever it's that's they're noticing mm-hmm. and i have i have a sneaky suspicion that that's one of the reasons why the whole avatar land oh yeah was like was happening, and I don't know if they're still doing that because it just seems so stupid. Oh, they it does are. Seem they're doing it at Animal Kingdom, and I, I can never met a single person that had watched the Avatar movie and then were like, "I wish there was like a theme park that right. I could go play in the That's Avatar fun. land." They're, they're like, "To be fair, there is a very there big is. culture there is. of these people who wish they were the and Navi. dress like it and speak." Yeah, in I mean, like, that, like that is like a, a thing. Deep, like, that is, that a is def- thing. Look on YouTube. That is a thing. Yeah, I mean, like a deep pining for this like universe, and so like that's kind of cool. But I don't know if it's judge. enough to merit a park. No, I'm not I judging. Mean, I kind of feel I'm like I'm you, one to Fred. judge. John wants to judge. I can see it in his face, even though he's wearing a dog effect I mean, on his face right now. Let's come on, you. <laughs> like, there was nowhere near enough detail or anything that was in any way like drawing me into that universe in the way that Harry Potter did. So if I, I actually completely agree with you. Sit around and like I agree because I hated yeah. that film. Well, you and hated what, the, was font the final of that nail on the coffin. Which, which that was the final <laughs> nail on the coffin. I want an interview with Warwick Davis to talk about his role in the new Gringotts ride. Because you, you know that he had to have something to For do. For sure, with it. they have they have video of him. In like the trailers and stuff, and he's and he's in full garb, so you know that they had to have him. Oh yeah, fully dressed up. I asked them when we were on there what other lands they might want to go into, and Evie's answer was, of course, the best. Ivana Lynch's answer thought that uh, Luna's mind would be a great theme park. <laughs> well, think about it; it would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Talk about unlimited. Yeah, to go in her head, mm-hmm. it'd be like the Winnie the Pooh ride at Disney. It'd be like the Honey I Shrunk. Oh, I hate kids. that ride. <laughs> uh, but but like an acid trip. They were talking about um, Quidditch World Cup, Ministry of Magic. I had quite a serious conversation with somebody kind of outside of it about the possibility of one day the Ministry of Magic. Think about that. That's all that is is a giant building. Yeah, and the rides. Ministry of Magic would be amazing. Mm-hmm. What would you would do love there? To see it would just—it's just like an office building. No, but it's a whole—it's the whole experience of going to try and save. Serious. All the different rooms. They could just convert like the their t- the time room. buildings into that. Uh, no, it, it'd be even if it's even if the Ministry of Magic is just a ride through the Department of Mysteries. Mm-hmm. The line would be amazing because the queue would be oh, like the, the time of room, Mysteries. the right. love room, that would this be room. The brain like room. it would be the brain room. The brain room. I, I forgot all about thing. all that. But, yeah. mm. Well, Joe needs to come back on Pottercast, and do you know why? Yes, please. Do you know why? She got some splaining to do. She does got some splaining to do. She got some splaining to do. She got some splaining to do. I turned around. I was in Boston 
this last week. Beautiful, wonderful, inspiring event was about to start, and people started running up to me, screaming, asking if I had heard the news. And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. What? And they said, um, J.K. Rowling has changed her mind about Ron and Hermione. And I thought that they were all punking me. I thought it was a big, elaborate, practical joke. <laughs> but I, I didn't. But, it, but I was shown the Sunday Times news article that quotes the Wonderland uh, article. So th- this magazine called Wonderland, Emma Watson guest edited it. And she did an interview with J.K. Rowling for this magazine. I guess when you're Emma Watson and you're guest editing a magazine, you can easily call up Joe and say, hey, I need a killer interview for this magazine. Will, will you let me interview you? And so they. So what happens when any magazine has, a, has an interview that they know will be really popular? You don't just let it come out in your interview. You preview it to a really popular, like more popular than you newspaper or article. So Wonderland reads this interview, realizes, whoa, there's a huge quote in here, calls up the Sunday Times and says, here's some quotes, completely out of context, but here's some quotes. Use these, make a story. And so they did, they published it, and it's got some interesting uh, quotes about Ron Hermione that we can't really make heads or tails of because the article, as of this recording, is coming out tomorrow. The full article. Tomorrow. Yes, it's tomorrow, but I still kind of want to talk about it. But I can tell you exactly what's in it. Okay, here it comes. Like here she said, hey Joe, here it comes. You know, I have to do this interview. Like it'd be great, for, you know, for me if this interview could do really well. Do you have any juicy things that you've never talked about? If not, can you just like BS something for this article? And she's like, ha ha. Of course, I can. I'll give you something. How about we tell them that you should have been the one to, or rather, you know, Hermione should have been the one to. End you know up what? With Harry what nobody has commented on, John, is that exact thing. She's speaking to the actress who plays Hermione. Not that she would have said it because of that, but of course they're going to get on the topic of the character she played. Yeah. And that's why that's I'm saying point. we have to wait till this article. It's probably a lot, a lot more mild. Let's read the actual quotes and let's talk about this for a minute. And then what we're going to do is record after we've read the actual. Um, mm-hmm. the actual article. So she says that Ron and Hermione was wish fulfillment. Um, wish fulfillment. Wish fulfillment. She says that I wrote... So does that mean like... Well, go here, are, here are the actual things J.K. Rowling says. Now keep in mind, everything else said is not a quote from J.K. Rowling. So if you hear anything like, J.K. Rowling re- wishes she hadn't. J.K. Rowling says hiring Hermione. None of that is actually what J.K. Rowling said. Here are the words... But she actually said everything else is a, is a drawn conclusion. Quote, I wrote the Hermione-Ron relationship as a form of wish fulfillment. Fulfillment. That's how it was conceived, really. For reasons that have very little to do with literature and far more to do with me clinging to the plot as I first imagined it, Hermione ended up with Ron. I know I'm sorry, she continued. I can hear the rage and fury it might cause some fans, but if I'm absolutely honest, distance have given, has given me perspective on that. It was a choice I made for very personal reasons, not for reasons of credibility. Am I breaking people's hearts by saying this? I hope not. And Emma Watson said, said, apparently Joe agreed with the, with the statement. I think there are fans out there who know that too and wonder whether Ron would have really been able to make her happy. And uh, Joe says that Ron and Hermione would have needed, quote unquote, relationship counseling. So it, the, there's not a quote from J.K. Rowling that says that she wishes she had ended up with, with Hermione. 
that seems to be an inference that people are making, or it was told to the Sunday Times, but not given to them in a quote. So it's kind of confusing. I mean, the the truth of the matter is, is that if Harry was, would have never made friends with Ron on the train, Hermione and Ron would have never even became friends, let alone in a relationship. <laughs> Don't, re- you're, you're referring to that podcast, the, the she, fan fiction. Have, I'm tell- it makes way, way they, she would have been sense. they would have been in the same house they would have definitely come across each other I mean the whole thing of course they would, have, they would have come across each other in the same way she comes across like Seamus or Neville but there's, there I would just, have been nothing special about Ron that have been like oh uh, let's be friends even though you're not really I mean yeah, but that I, doesn't, I agree but what you're doing what, but what you're doing like you know that doesn't mean any other thing in particular happens you know what I mean Life happens okay, the way it I, happens. My, you can't say that because because she met Ron this way, or you know, if she hadn't met Ron in this particular way, she would have ended up with a different person. You're you're, you're jumping a lot of conclusions, is what I'm saying. You know, you can't. Yeah, and and I guess my 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 I guess my my two schools of thought on this is one, it makes a lot of sense. At the same time, it's like yeah, Hermione is this really like complex and clever, intelligent person. And when you think about it, it's like, what is it that she sees in Ron? But then at the same time, Hermione's not like this vain person who I do believe she would fall in love with a person, not with okay. their ability okay. and who they are. I'm going to tell you so what, what mean? Hermione sees in Ron. Okay. <laughs> There's, it's a trio, He's right? He's paying in attention to me. It's never happened before. Like okay. that, basically. No. no. It's a trio. I'm just saying. A trio is a, a balance. Dude, John. A trio is a balancing act, right? A trio is a a they're they're equalizers of each other. There's the hand, um, um, I say say the hand. Harry's like the action. Hermione is the brains. Ron's the heart. Hermione has been assassinated in these movies, and I mean that in, genuinely by building by giving her every single positive character trait that Ron has. They have assassinated her character in the movie. She's been harmed by being made to be less human because everything good Ron has, she's been given. So, for instance, if you want to kill Harry, you're going to have to kill me, too. Ron, leg is broken, he's in pain, gets up and stands in front of Harry and says this. Who gets that line in the movie? Hermione. Fear of a, fear of a name increases the, thing, the, the, increases the fear of a thing itself. Um, Hermione doesn't say... Voldemort's name until well into the books. That's Dumbledore's line. When does Hermione say that in the movies? Beginning of movie two. When the with the devil snare is curling itself around everybody, Hermione panics. And Ron is the one who keeps his head and says, Are you a witch or not? Use fire. You know, oh, if only there was wood. And Ron says, Are you a witch or not? In the movie, everybody else panics and Hermione keeps her head and does the biggest, brightest flare of sunlight spell there ever was. So, you know. Hermione's all her flaws were shaved away in the films and that sounds like you're making a kick-ass amazing character and what you're doing is dehumanizing her and it pisses me off it really does in the books they they balance each other out because where Hermione gets frazzled and maybe her rationality overtakes some of her instinct Ron has that to back it up Ron has a, a kind of emotional grounding that can keep Hermione's hyper-rationalness in check. You are brilliant, Hermione. Truly. Actually, I'm 
highly logical, which allows me to look past extraneous detail and perceive clearly that which others overlook. Yeah. Sometimes Hermione's super logical nature grates Harry and bothers him and isn't the thing that he needs, even if it's the, 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 the right thing, like when she says, you have a saving people thing. That is the thing that Harry needed to need need to hear. She's 100% right. But the way she does it is, is wrong. That's the classic. She's super logical. She's super brilliant. But she doesn't. The um, she doesn't know how to handle people emotionally. At least, at least Harry. You know. So in the books, there are these. They're this balanced group. And in the movie, yeah, in the movie, Hermione. Hell, not even Harry's good enough for Hermione in the movies. Part of that, I think, is the fact because Emma Watson was just so darn attractive. No one's good enough for Hermione in the movies. God isn't good enough for Hermione in the movies. Hermione is everybody's everything in the movies. Harry's idea to jump on the dragon in the books, who gets it in the movies? Hermione, who hates to fly, who, you know, Hermione overcomes her withering fear of flying to take over Harry's big idea to get out of it. Like, why does Hermione get all these moments? Because we need to market the movie to girls. You know, the movie's doing fine This is a dumbing down of the sense of the fact that, Because of what they've done with Hermione. No. You know, I think girls like the books, period, and like the Hermione right. in the books, and like the Hermione in the books just fine before Hollywood made her idealized and perfect, and if they would have trusted that, it would have been just fine. What percentage of people that you think watched the Harry Potter movies had read the books first? I don't know. In the beginning, a lot of them. In the beginning, most of them. Now, who knows? But what? But what's what's wrong? Would the movies have been bad if Hermione was as awesome as she is in the books and as human as she is in the books? The movies I'm get worse. I'm sure that there was a conversation that said something like, "We need to have a strong girl character in she this." She is so a the, strong the girl character. Like, have you read articles about why they added all of these female characters to the Hobbit movie that were never in the Hobbit specifically? So. Girls watching see, would feel the like they have a character to identify with. This is with. the thing that pisses me off, and I'm not saying that you are doing it. I'm saying that they're doing it. They are equating strong with superhuman. To me, the Hermione in the book is twelve times stronger than the the completely unreachable ideal of Hermione in the movies. Give me the Hermione yeah. in the book who's human and has flaws any single day of the week. I think it's just it's easier for that to play well in a book format than it is to watch it on screen. Though. BS, make it work. You're the you're the people who you're the people who get millions. <laughs> they are going to try that hard. They, try that hard. These are people, these are people that, that came in to be like. I don't give a crap. A good movie. They get paid millions to write script and get paid millions to do, to direct and get paid millions to build sets. Figure it out. Earn your money. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they showed their scripts to Joe, and she's like, okay, it's fine, and they went because, with it. Because, you know, she has to write books and live her she life. She could have fought for it if she wanted Why? to. Why? Why is she going to get into that craziness? She knows they're the people who do the yeah. movies, and yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it earned them more millions. What are you going to do? Like, helps them sell their merchandise, helps them sell their... How does Hermione... I mean, it, did, it didn't hurt at all. It doesn't... How does it help It didn't hurt at all that Emma Watson happened to grow up to be a beautiful woman but and here and, and here's so the that, thing and here's the thing right it doesn't hurt at all so great she also ended up being beautiful they didn't need to also make her perfect i'm yeah. i'm just saying i'm just being pissed not at you guys i know i like i i think you bring up some really interesting points i didn't think of it that way because they do they do dehumanize her a bit because the one in like the hermione in the books is a lot better she's 
She's more neurotic. She's a little socially awkward where she's not just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's comfortable on Harry and Ron, but that's because it's Harry and Ron. They're like her best friends. Here's a classic example. When Snape in the first book yells at Hermione for being an insufferable know-it-all. Do you know what Ron says in the book? Well, she has, she, you're asking a question and she has the answer. Why ask if you don't want to be told? What does he say in the movie? He's right, you know. That is the second time you've spoken out of turn, Miss Granger. Are you incapable of restraining yourself, or do you take pride in being an insufferable know-it-all? He's got a point, you know. Ron? Yeah. Never do that. Ron would never do that. Even before he liked Hermione, he would never do that. So, who knows what, what they're really talking. So, I, we're off topic. I'm sorry. It's just... Mm. <laughs> but I guess all I was well, saying that's just, is that's that... That's just big company like Warner Brothers trying to advocate for people not to challenge authority. No, I think it just line. made a snappier line. And it, it, yeah, it, it set just, up a conflict between them It was quote-unquote clever. So, I have to ask you guys, when you heard the news what was your about this Ron Hermione thing, what was your first reaction because you remember 2005, first, we started this podcast right after the big interview with Joe, where she said it was Ron Hermione. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I thought it was just another Dumbledore is gay yeah. way to stir the pot. And it's like, you know, you wonder like if, if the searches on Google for Harry Potter dip below a certain threshold, if we're going to get an, another one of these again, you'd be like, oh, actually, Madam Hooch was a transsexual. And no one knew about it except for Hagrid and Dumbledore. Like, it's going to be something like that. Do you think it's right for an author? My first reaction. Yeah, I'm sorry. My first reaction was, oh, no, I can see that. But then at the same time, like, it doesn't matter. The books are out. Right. And then I was talking to a friend and they're like, I don't like this, like her amending it like that. I'm like, well, I mean, she's not. She's not changing anything. And this is unique. Like, they're. Like I've said this in the past on the podcast, but like this is unique in the sense that we don't have many fiction that's so popular that still has the author around to comment on it. Yeah. Like she is the source for it, so she's like she can change her mind to a certain extent, and like people just aren't used to that. More normally, it's like whatever's published is is fixed, it's frozen, and you can't comment on it. It's all speculation because the author's not around to comment. She is, and she does. And so it's just kind of like this interesting, Yeah, it just brings an interesting dynamic to the story, but it doesn't, I just, why I thought it was like, I could see that, it's interesting, but it doesn't matter. Why can't she just write some like alternate universe fanfic and just let us see what she had in mind? Like when, when she's talking about it, could could have went Harry Hermione. That would have confused me even more though, because then it's like, now it's written down. <laughs> <laughs> Is it real? Well, you know what? I was just talking to Alex Carpenter about uh, yesterday was um, if she were to have went Harry Hermione, at what point would the books have begun including any sort of change to make it go that way? Because I feel like it would have had to have backed up all the way to Goblet of Fire because there's no way in hell you're going to have a relationship with Hermione and Ron and then have it go and at some point break and be Hermione and Harry and then keep that trio together and have there not be any resentment between Ron and Harry mm. or the three of them. Like, it would have had to have been Harry and Hermione and that's it. No Ron in, in, in the equation whatsoever. At least, cause so then you would have had to have written Goblet of Fire and the Yule Ball differently. 
and uh, and all that. Do you, do you agree, or do you, or do you think that she's trying to say, oh, after Hogwarts, you know, they just wife swapped, and you know, oh, like, I hope not. That that's his sister. It. Well, um, yeah, obviously that doesn't work for 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 Ginny. But, but um, no, I mean, I guess I can. If if you're talking about like without affecting how the end of the story, like the the rest of the books, then still being, I could see yeah probably before book four. But I think naturally it would have been more after during book five after the whole Cho thing. He realizes like oh I don't really like Cho, and then he sees Hermione for who she is and type of thing. But I mean I just and then the book six would have been an adventure of like hey yeah do you see do you see anywhere in her quotes? Her actually saying she's supposed to be with Harry, like. Oh no, I don't think I so. Don't, I don't think that's. I think that's what people are inferring. Yeah, it's like weird. I was. Gonna, I was gonna say I don't see like I really really loved how they. Um, oh my god! How they were right. brother sister. It doesn't like I love the fact that. That Harry and Hermione so, did not have she that type of right. relationship. She could have written Harry Hermione, but she would she would have to change a lot of stuff about it. Right, John? It says nothing. I, I just that just occurred to me that all along I had been reading this into oh, it wasn't Ron, it was Harry, as if they were the only two men in the right. universe that she <laughs> right, <Harry>. exactly. <laughs> it would have been cute if she ended up with Crumb. No, it would have been stupid as hell. I liked it Crumb. It would have been way worse than Ron. It would have been like I like Crumb all the way on the other end of that spectrum. It'd be like he's a total meathead, completely. Oh. He's not a complete meathead. Any... He's just stoic. Oh, he's the meatiest of heads. The meatiest of heads. Why do we have to say that? What What do you mean? Why do we? Why are they meathead? Why is he a meathead? We just saw him. He was just good at Quidditch, and he was a he was a champion. No. He doesn't talk. He's more of a physical being. He, you know, just <laughs> he's more of around. a physical being. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also a teenage boy. Can you imagine Victor Crumb being like, "I want to talk about my feelings, Hermione. Like, let's talk about each other's feelings." Like, it could no. be like on Friends when Phoebe was dating the firefighter and she didn't think he was sensitive, <laughs> and then he was. I'm gonna have. I want to have a podcast where Frankie re- responds to everything with, "This is that like that time on Friends." <laughs> I probably this is like that time on friends fun. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. we've talked about this for a while. We don't have the full comments of the interview yet. We're gonna get the full comments of the interview. Record to, because we've all been sitting with this for like five days, and everybody's been having freakouts. So this is kind of representative of before we all have the interview. Then when we get the interview, we're gonna get on and be like, oh, that's what it says. So I can't wait for it to say nothing about Harry and Hermione. And- I mean, can we just talk about, though, how what a crappy week Ron will have had? Because, like, not long ago, she tells us that she was going to kill Ron off originally. And now he's being told that he is not getting married well, to his that's one way to look at know, it. The other sweetheart. way to look at it is the books are published and he's alive and is married with Hermione. So who won? Yeah, I mean, I it's not. Know. The public, like, if you think about it. If there's this magical world that Hogwarts exists in, and nothing is official, nothing enters into that world until it's published. Right, exactly. Don't think this changes anything. Okay, so we've read the interview now. Yeah. The full interview. The full read it. interview. Got it. And? What do we think? I think everybody made a giant mountain out of a very small molehill. I know. Hermione was supposed to be with Draco the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. <laughs> So what did she really say? 
Uh, she said that she thought that there was fundable incompatibility because of the combativeness with Ron and Hermione mm-hmm. that was possibly hard to get over as right. an adult. And she said that there are certain ways in which Herm- Harry and Hermione are a better match. But she never once, this is so important, she never once says that she wished she'd paired him up with Hermione. Like, it's not even, a, she doesn't say she regrets it. She doesn't say she wishes it was different. She doesn't say she made a mistake. She says nothing about doing the wrong thing in her books. She just says that over time, she realizes that she was doing something more romantic and personally gratifying to herself than from any kind of reason of uh, literary, literary tradition or whatever she wants to say there. Yeah. But none of this, her mo- she should have ended up with Harry. It's not tr- It's not in the article. Well, the it's not closest there. thing that she came to saying that was saying that in some ways, Hermione and Harry are a better fit. Yes. That's that's like the strongest she's suggested yeah. to say that that would have been better. But there's nothing in here that says if I could do it again, I would have made it hairy or no. You know, like, yeah, I'm, it was interesting with the whole um, what she said about the film, ver- the, the scene of the tent when she was writing it. And then when they filmed it, that was interesting. Like she felt kind of conflicted there and so did um Amen and clothes. Hey, you know where the first time that gets mentioned is? Where? Where? In my book. Hey, oh. She talked about that scene and writing that scene. It's all in my book. People, this is an old interview. <laughs> she said this publicly before. Aww. Go pick up Harry History, the Enhanced D edition. You can look it up on Amazon. You can read the entire J.K. Rowling interview. But it was nice. that that's I think is the most interesting part of it. Like Yeah, me too. Like, oh, okay. And it's okay so like, for th- her to I have no problem with it. Do you guys have any I have no problem with, with even saying that yeah, in some ways Hermione Ron and, and Hermione Ron, Hermione and Harry do have some compatibility that her that Hermione and Ron never would have had. Different people always will. You know? Well, yeah, I mean I, I, I when I first read this and I was thinking about it, I was like, Oh, it doesn't surprise me. Um, that it would be like, oh, maybe they wouldn't end up together, shouldn't have been together. But then when we talked last time, since then, I was in the middle of listening to, I started listening to the audiobooks again. And so I finished the second book. I think I listened to the whole of the second book. I think I did that yesterday. And then on the third book, and uh, you brought up a really good point last time, Melissa, about just how much they changed Hermione from the film, from the book. Like Ron, and, and then even more so Ron. They just make Ron like he's oh, he's God. nothing in the in the in the films compared to the the book because he's he's very knowledgeable. He's he's funny. He's just I'm like I'm like oh okay I get it because before I was just like yeah because I love Hermione and I'm like yeah she's too good for Ron and then I was thinking about it I'm like oh, Ron's pretty awesome and so just like re-listening yeah. to the books in that context. Because I've never thought, I would never have listened to that with that in mind before. I was like, hmm, that's really interesting. If you were to take Ron out of any one of the movies, do you think any one of these movies would change very much? Um, Harry would have been on his own a bit more in like Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, when they like, were more faithful. It, they would have had a little trouble with like the night scene or the, the chess scene in the first one. Yeah, the um, first one they were very faithful. Oh, absolutely yeah. Absolutely no it's... difference to Azkaban. He's like on his ass for most of Azkaban. Just never mind. Just never mind like 
anybody else literally take th- imagine you're taking the print of the of the films i would say from three yeah. on because in one and two they were pretty reverent oh you mean like and edit from him three out. on literally cross him out as though you could lift him out of the film do you but think you the film probably would have make to an change? edit of the film without him in it that's what i'm saying and you can't do that with hermione and you oh, can't God, do no. that in the books you cannot do that in the books and that's for me the key difference, the key, like, what did you do to Ron kind of moment for me when I realized that. Yeah, like, I never, yeah. honestly, I never gave it much thought before. And I was like, Dude, he, he's very, very funny in yes. in the books. Like, he's so, and he's like, he's he's not just, like, silly. Like, in the movies, he's silly. No, he's funny. He's, like, witty. Right. He's just How dry, and he's just kind of like, and he gives, I don't know, like, like uh, he, I, I, I love... The fact that he constantly is like, Hermione, how can you be in these classes at one, all this one time? He's the only right. one harping her. Right. He's the only one noticing. Yeah. And so like. And that takes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just. Person. It's just interesting. And like, I just. Because before our t- conversation, I would have been like, yeah, I can totally see it. And yeah, it was probably something she was. Ma- an idea she was married to. And like, and she's allowed to do that. But whatever. But And like, it was just would have been like. My reasoning would have been because J.K. really wanted it and she created it, whatever. But now listening to it, and I'll be keeping this mind frame in as I finish the series because I'm listening through it. I'm just seeing like, no, Ron's a really cool guy. Like he's just, he's stand mm-hmm. up and he's very interesting. And like, I can see Hermione being interested in him. And I would be interested in the Ron from the books, but I had would have no use for the Ron in the movies. <laughs> no use? How much of a Ron <laughs> no fan use. do you suppose um, Rupert Grint is? <laughs> do you think he appreciates Rupert his character funny. in the same way that Emma appreciates Hermione? I think Dan Rupert appreciates is Harry. very much like the book Ron, and he realizes yeah. movie Ron isn't as good, but he's not going to make a sink out of it because he knows it's kind of a moot point, right? And who cares? He's playing one of the most beloved characters in human history, so yeah, he's just going to shut up and do it. What do you suppose he's doing these days? And you don't see him as much as Dan or Emma. Not even. I mean, close. he was in that that. Um, I feel like he's doing whatever he like. He's not going crazy trying to find stuff. He's doing stuff that comes along and is like he was in that Ed Sheeran thing before I knew anybody knew who Ed Sheeran was really. I still don't know he who was you're talking that. about. Ed Sheeran, the musician, the he was in his he was in his video because they look kind of like each oh, other. Oh yeah, I was just watching that. I was just thinking how funny it would be if someone took that video and then made like an edit with like clips of like Harry and Hermione getting together and just him being all pissed. Like that would be like the funniest <laughs> video ever. I've never. I don't like seen it. I almost sat down and made it myself, and I got like three seconds into it, and I'm like, "What am I doing? I'm 29 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to make fan videos anymore." Yeah, but it's still worth. Like, I would want to see somebody do that. I understand oh, someone that should do I... that. There's that. Someone should do that. I did, I didn't need to do that as well. Well, have we have we closed well, the book on this I mean, for now? Are I we think, feeling okay? I think we can say all of this was a lot of conversation fodder that led us absolutely nowhere else than where we were, which is that, that it's beautifully written in the books and that's the way the books are going to be. And mm-hmm. nobody, including J.K. Rowling, really thinks that the book should change. Yeah. No, but honestly, for me, it did bring me to, uh, a pre- like to I don't know, really look at Ron as a character before because it's just Fair enough. it's easy enough I mean, for me to kind of be like, oh, Harry's a big one and Hermione's amazing. And so Ron is just kind of like, oh, he's he's the Xander, you know what great. I mean? I know, I but like I'm just I wish saying. People had like I wish to have a Ron. Everybody, I feel like everybody should have a Ron. Oh, that's such a great thing to I say. I don't need a Ron. You are Ron, John. Well, then exactly why I don't need another one. 
Another one? You're Ron. You are Ron. I don't, I don't need a Ron. What am I talking about? I do have a Ron. He's right there. Oh. oh. Thanks for noticing me. Then who? I um, I don't want to be Harry Potter. You don't have to be Harry. Well, if, if he's Ron. Do we have to be Harry, Ron, Hermione? Uh, I want to be Hermione. Okay, mm. you can be Hermione. <laughs> Does that make me Harry? You can be Harry. I suppose. I guess. There you go. Sure. Don, we're gonna oh get married. Can we discuss the <laughs> merits of Frank, Crumb at married. some point? I, I was I, I was it. debating Crumb with someone recently. Who about got married? To Crumb. Was... No, the merits. If Crumb did get married, but uh... merits, merits, merits. Uh, like, do you think Crumb was an intelligent it. person, or was he just sort yes. of like that athlete that was just you know doing well in school because like the teachers conspired mm. to keep his grades up? Well, I mean, the so goblet chose him. Team. You mean like it's not like? But well, he was, you know, athletic, and like I bet you, no one else in Durmstrang even put their names in. Of course they like, did. Eh. Yeah, they did. In that school, you want to be, you want, no, you want notoriety. Because look at like four in the movie sucked, but in the book, she was awesome. Did, did you? Didn't I thought you was your favorite movie, Frankie? Oh, like, shut up! I hate the fourth. Goblet. You know that. <laughs> I hate the fourth film. Flor Delacour, Delacour, whatever, is horrible in the film, but. Oh. Wonderful in the books. She's so funny Love and in interesting. I, I, I one of my favorite lines so about terrible. her is in when she's getting married, and it talks about how when she was walking down the aisle, instead of her beauty diminishing the the appearance of other people, it made everyone else look more beautiful. I love that line so mm-hmm. much. Me too. We'll go to the rest of podcast now and put this discussion to bed for a while. Okay. 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 So there's a pretty funny quote here from Bonnie Wright, who was asked about all of this. What'd she say? She said, Jenny is a tough cookie, so she'd have been fine without uh, without Harry, basically. Because this is all, again, implying that Harry would be with Hermione here. And that she, she said that she dated Dean Thomas before Harry, after all. So... Like that's her. Impression. I do not see Bonnie Wright as an expert on Ginny because I don't think she did a very good job of Ginny at all. Yeah. Uh, she's really good at waiting around trying to figure out when it's her turn to give her next line, though. Dabby, where's my jumper? <laughs> she's asking Dobby for her jumper. I said, "Daddy, not Dobby." <laughs> Dobby, where's my jumper? <laughs> I'm dead, think- Ginny. I don't know where your jumper is. Oh my dead. god! I just said I about said something so stupid. I was about to say, do you think Dobby moved in with Harry and Ginny and helped them raise their kid? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> from from his grave. <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait a minute! All right, in, in Fury House Elves, that'd be the most frightening thing I've ever I've ever seen. Like a ghost, a ghost Dobby that would not leave them alone. He was just constantly following them, constantly around. stealing socks. Yeah, Dobby's dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Dobby, yeah, we know yeah. you're dead. You've been dead for twenty years. <laughs> Dobby's dead. It's like that's all he can say. Is Boy, that was a spell that to was make insensitive. a ghost go away. I don't think so. Like, like, if a ghost wants to just haunt you, are you just screwed? Like, is there nothing you can do to make them leave? Mostly you can you call it Ghostbusters. Uh, I don't think uh, so. I don't think so. I think they're just, they're there. That's it. I mean, if... You just have to hope that the ghost Dumbledore can't get rid to. of a poltergeist, I don't think he could do much about the ghosts either. 
To be fair, I don't think Dumbledore ever wanted to get rid of Peeves. I don't think so yeah, either. Like, he's he's the type that would enjoy Peeves. Just so go! You're wasting time! So, jo- Frankie, tell us you're in Tennessee now. Yes, okay, so from the last time we've recorded, I have left my job as an animation PA. Um, oh, Frankie, what happened? From DreamWorks, and I accepted a position as a storyboard artist, and I moved to Tennessee. And so, if you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, you probably already know that because I was talking about it a lot. Um, but yeah, so now I'm over here in Tennessee where it's beautifully cold outside. What it's like 27 degrees right now. I'm loving this cold so far. I've been here three weeks and I'm having a blast. Very, very happy. 21 degrees. So it's not That's freezing. Awesome. Well, it is below freezing. Ha-ha! I love how you love it. I, I mean, I'm loving it. Like, like, mind you, I'm only three weeks right in. I'm three weeks in, so I might not love it in like a couple months. Maybe I'll get tired well, of it. it I don't know. Warm. You're in Tennessee. At what okay. point are I don't know how this works. You talk differently, Frankie. No. I don't know because the people I work with don't have accents, so that's none good. of them. Not how, really. How there are a few. There are a few, but there are some people who don't. Starbucks is more expensive here, so I get charged oh. tax on my Starbucks, really? which is lame. Yeah, but cause like this, this uh, the. Sales tax is like 9%, but I don't have state income tax, which is nice. Oh, that's awesome. So, it kind of balances out a little bit. Uh, what else? Oh, what a nice, fun adventure to, for you to keep us awesome. updated about. Yeah, and I have my own apartment, finally, for the first time in hey. my life. So, like, I'm a grown-up. I need to get furniture, though. I have no furniture, so, like, I want to get a couch. And you're in my time... Well, you're closer to my time zone, anyway. I know, now we're all, like, I'm right in the middle of both their time, you guys' time zones. I know, zones. it's good. Like, me and John switched time zones. Hey, you want to hear something crazy? My book came out five years ago. Hey, happy <gasps> anniversary. Awesome. Months ago now. Yeah, come on. Don't you have, like, a, like, extended edition available Yes, there is a, there is like a bonus extended enhanced ebook available. Um, it's got, actually, like, the, the full text of the interview with J.K. Rowling, which actually hinted at this Ron Hermione stuff, actually. Oh, what did it say? What did it say? It says that there were that there were two points in the books where she where she where something could have developed between Harry and Hermione. Oh, what yeah, points? Um, the point where they were alone on the hill and she like touches his hair or something, and then the point where they were in the, the graveyard together. Uh, well, like the thing that kills me is like are you honestly telling me that these two young kids, you know, both, you know, even in the books you figure they're decently, you know, attractive. They're not bad looking. They're spending all this time together. Are they really? It's never going to cross their mind even once. I'm sure it crosses their mind so many times, but Harry and like Harry even says it. She's like my sister. I thought you knew. But like before that point, though, like surely he probably like he must have settled on that feeling at some point. Yeah, wasn't so like about it. The day of the tr- first train, it was like, oh, yep, that girl right there. I just met her. She's my sister. I mean, that's part of growing up, right? just realizing that they, those feelings aren't there. Like, especially, it's probably, to be fair, probably happened around book five with the whole Cho blow up, and he was kind of confused by that, like, what? And he realized that he may have, around then, would have challenged the fact, like, oh, maybe, blah, blah, blah. What did he see in Cho in the first place? She was beautiful and had a great accent. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, she was but they popular, all have and well, she had a she had a Scottish accent. Yeah, she's Scottish accent, and she was really good at quidditch. She was just pretty. She's a pretty girl. It's gonna catch her eye. But then it's it fell apart quickly after when he actually talked to her. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, we don't actually. Have to <laughs> and like her friend got them all in trouble. <laughs> I that's what another part when Hermione like that was another point that I was like, wow, Hermione's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. The whole like enchanting, she's so amazing. Oh yeah, and and how do we go see that? How do we download it uh, or buy it or whatever? On Amazon, there'll be a link in something associated with this podcast. I'm sure. Amazon. Or, yeah, just look for enhanced ebook. Harry history, enhanced ebook. Um, hey, you know that so, we have another podcast coming to the podcast feed. Did I tell you this? No. The Leaky News editors are uh, starting to record something called Leaky Cast, and it's going to wow. be other the other um, stuff that we cover on Leaky News. So plans for LeakyCon 14 are coming along spectacularly. It's gonna be fun, man. We have lots, of, lots of fun stuff on the horizon. I hope I can go. I know. I don't see why I shouldn't be able to. I hear that. I'll you. know by then. I'm gonna drive to your place and put you in my car. And you're gonna be. No I choice. mean, yeah, you're in Tennessee. You can basically drive. Uh, I got. I gotta give a, give a shout out to my good friend, Mr. Kevin Kapori, who has put me up tonight. Uh, he's. I'm recording from his place. So is he he's got a big movie coming out. Yeah, well, we're um, helping him with uh, finish up his movie. It's called Let Go, and you can check it out at letgofilm.com uh, at oh, some right. point. Let it go! Let it go! That's really that. cool. <laughs> I just we should talk about no, Frozen, not, because I like did not Frozen, like it. Oh, Regina Mandel. Future home of something quite cool <laughs> is all it says. Um, I'm guessing yep. something cool is coming to Something coming, something coming quite cool. We'll be there. Quite cool. You know, in point. British, quite means less than, so like it, it'll mean a little less than cool. But Americans, <laughs> quite means Americans use it to amplify the word ahead of it. And oh no, kidding! British That's hilarious. Use to diminish the word. So when people say quite literally, that just doesn't make sense at all. Oh. But I just thought I so it means less than literal in British. No, well, literal is a standard, so you can't have you can't have a deviation. Exactly, it's literal standard. is just a. So it doesn't matter either way. Right. Like it's a hundred percent. It's a binary. Like it's, it either is or isn't literal. So really? yeah, you can't. Yeah, be kind literal, of literal is a, is an you absolute. Can't be like up to a certain degree. Like you can't of be literal. kind. You can't be very pregnant. You either are pregnant or you're not pregnant. You can't. You know, like that. You can't. Yeah. No, but like if you're really far along, you're like super pregnant. No, you're just like, pregnant. No, no, you're still just huge. pregnant. But like it's. Uh, but like if you it's, take it's an absolute, like, like you can't have pregnant. a variation of an absolute. That's the thing. Right. And nine days pregnant, you would be like that. They one are equally pregnant. Is way more pregnant than that one. They are equally pregnant, and we're not going to get into any other conversation that even touches along. Yeah, that's the pregnancy line on this podcast. But um, uh, anyway, the but what if you have two babies in you? Does that mean you're more pregnant no, because you're, you're pregnant twice? Pregnant. You're still just pregnant. You're not pregnant no. twice if you have twins. Pregnant. You are, are two not babies, pregnant. two two pregnancies. No, it's two one fetuses. pregnancy, two babies. John, two uterus. We're feeding him. We need to we stop. We're feeding him. We're feeding the beast here. Okay. He's like he's <laughs> being a face stealer. Than this. He's we're try, he's trying to get us to give us an expression to steal our face like an avatar. We're not going to do it. 
No. Okay. I've, I've, right. I, I, have, I have encountered people in my life who are intentionally difficult. John, you are not one of these people. Yes, he is. Oh, um, a, you are not. What are you talking about? Shh. I don't want to insult him. Um, but there are people who, like, he's he's doing it to be fun. But I have some, I have no people, I know people who do it to be oh, yeah. malicious, yeah, well, intentionally. And, and you have to, I realized one day when I was watching Avatar, I'm like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is a face stealer. Because all they're doing is just trying to get, and as soon as they they see the chink in your armor or the crack, that's all they do until they to get their reaction. So I have to tell people. I would go around work. This is when I worked over in California. Um, you know, way back in the day, three weeks ago. I would tell people, like, you need to stop <laughs> reacting to this person. Because you reacting is just feeding them. You're giving them power. Just, just walk yeah. away. And they were just like, Ah, me! And I was like, ah, face stealing. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. On that swiper note. So yeah, it's getting late. Keep an eye out on the feed for Leaky Cast, and um, you should also keep an eye out for our next episode of the Cuckoo Cast because we are going to be delving into part one of Cuckoo's Calling. And then after that, part two. And after that, part three. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I guess until mm-hmm. next time, y'all, peace oh, out. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, because we don't do we that don't anymore. We don't do that anymore. That no. part of the podcast is done. It's done. We're done. I'm twiddling so everybody's dial. Casual. Okay. Casual Nancy. You want to twiddle your own dial, you can twiddle your own dial on your own time. (laughs) Yeah, on your own time. We don't want to hear about it. Peace Peace out, out, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye bye. That was fun. We missed it. Bobby, you free. I confess myself disappointed. Now. If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> um, our best to... Well, I'm going to... I don't know what I was trying to say there. We cut that out. But... Um, <laughs> you're gonna do your best my brain in general. Felt like safari. Like I tried to say something, and my brain just was like, "Nope, you're done." <laughs> We're gonna do our best to. And my do. brain went, mm, "Not sure what you're trying to say there, so I'm just gonna make you sound like a fool." Okay, that's. <laughs> like, Thanks, brain. You got yourself into this mess. You, you got yourself out. into this. You get yourself out. That's exactly yeah. That's for your. Do you think your, anyone's your ever twiddled time. their dial to podcast? <laughs> John, I mean, we've been around a long time. That's a lot of people, and some of them really John. like Harry Potter. I mean, some of them really John, like Harry I Potter. <laughs> so much effort not to respond. <laughs> Do not give him right. what he's looking for. <laughs> Mistliff managed.